Hello and welcome to another episode of Radio Oedipus, the podcast where we explore the culture of beer. And I'm your host, Danny Walker. Thanks for tuning in for what is episode number 24 of the Radio Oedipus podcast. If you're interested in checking out some of our earlier episodes, you can head over to our website. The address is oedipus.com forward slash radio. There you will find all previous episodes of the podcast and also some mixes recorded live from our tap room by our resident DJs. The podcast is also available by searching Radio Oedipus on your podcast app. On to today's show, Victor Brangolo, lead designer here at Oedipus, joins me on the show and our guest is Alkia Decker, a Dutch contemporary artist and also co-founder of Society Sexyland. The main focus of the conversation is about Sexyland, a club that invites others to create the party. For people that are unaware, Alki gives us a bit of background on what Sexyland is all about. Then we discuss their new plans for something called Super Sexyland World, a project that Alki is heading up and has hope for it to become a new cultural nightlife hotspot in Amsterdam. It's an enthusiastic and ambitious plan that involves crisscrossing some of Amsterdam's creative pioneers. It's really an exciting conversation. Alki was kind enough to share lots of these ideas and it was really interesting to explore a little bit how her creative mind works. As well as that, we talk about a beer by Siren Craft Brew from the UK and I chat with Colleen Rakowski about what's in her fridge. All that on today's episode of the Radio Oedipus podcast. Happy to be joined by Victor Brangolo. How are you doing today, mate? Hello, Danny. I'm very happy to be here and uh, enjoy uh, yeah, enjoy the show again. Great, great. You've been on the show quite a lot recently, haven't you? Yeah. I'm, can I say I'm a veteran or is it too much? Already? I don't know, veteran. I suppose we are in our 20s now, maybe a veteran. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, welcome to the show, Alkia Decker. How are you today? I'm also very good. Thank you. Good, good. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Alkia is a contemporary visual artist involved with a number of different projects. You are also the co-founder of Sexyland, a club with no boundaries, allows others to create the party. Uh, it operates very differently from a conventional club. And, and rather than me rehash something that I've read online about it, would you kindly briefly explain what Sexyland is? Of course, of course, Danny. Um, Sexyland is a um, conceptual night club um, which has a different owner every day. So it started three years ago to, uh, for, then it would just be for one year. That was the idea to have every day different owner to show the huge variety of what Amsterdam has to offer. offer. And um, that could be, yeah, what you say, without boundaries. So it could be anything. And uh, in the first year, we really looked actively as well for people to join this so we really uh, the, the main goal was that we wouldn't be anything so it couldn't be too hip or too nerdy or too old or too young so every time we were like meandering towards it and thinking okay we want to have um, kickboxing for for the youth in uh, or maybe uh, cheese fondue for for people or we we ask a very hip high end artist um and and that really succeeded so well that after that year, we had a best-of event with everything that we uh, uh, had that year. And the best-of in sexland ways is everyone. Yeah, and yeah. then uh, we just found out that people really liked it to be part of something. Because if you're an artist, it's sometimes difficult if you don't have a gallery to exhibit. But there are so many brilliant artists that 
that should exhibit or if you're a bit older then uh, yeah it's it's yeah you know in the city it's about the young and the new and if you just miss the boat then uh, some really wonderful works are not seen yeah uh, and and we wanted to be a space for all these kind of things so after that year people said don't stop because i got a great exhibition to to show or yeah i got another boxing gala <laughs> to uh, or i can do carrot cutting and uh, the, and we're a toilet painting workshop so all the all these gems came out of the city and we thought yeah we can never stop we can't stop uh, now no, we can't no. stop no no it really is sounds like something that really doesn't want to alienate anyone like gives the yeah. opportunity to everyone yeah what does a day look in the life of Sexyland look like, would you say? Yeah, normally that would be a more interesting question than, than this yeah, time, because one day is just one event. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so a week... Uh, in Sexyland. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you almost think, for also for myself, every time that I lose contact with it, I just go there, but not for one day, but for three days in a row, because then you actually really capture how bizarre it is. The and bar, the character bar of it, yeah. Sexyland, they just have the weirdest... Life from like a, a <laughs> cat bed mitzvah to a rainbow yoga thing to uh, a gay parade from from kids that are just very young and and that also feel they maybe don't fit into the gay parade. So it's just all these amazing people and misfits in so such different categories. Yeah, it, it's a weird and wonderful days. journey. I can, yeah, I can it imagine. is a wonderful journey. It yeah, really yeah. is. Uh -huh. And I, I really miss it as well. I feel, I think, at first I thought, fuck, I, I'm not happy today. And, and then we're going to do this interview and you just need to be so happy always. To, but uh, maybe it's because I also kind of miss it. It's, it's sad that it's not there. Of course, yeah. you miss that colour in yeah. your life, seeing all and that. It's just yeah. a shame that um, this was really, we knew, so we wanted to do it one year, then it was success within another year. And then in the, already in that next year, we started uh, what you just said, the Super Sex Land World. Uh, or did yeah. you say that? Or was that your intro? No, no. Before uh, we, we haven't talked about it yet, but we're ah, definitely going to talk yeah, about yeah. it in a minute. So well, we you, already started that yeah. thinking about another plan. And and then now, but then we thought, okay, but this is the last half year, really going to, like, we're going to go out with a bang because we're really going to stop this yeah. this year. And uh, then you can't. Yeah. It's a bit sad, isn't it? Definitely is sad, yeah. definitely is. Now, before we dive into it too yeah, much, because I think we... Long. No, 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 not too long at all. But I just want to start off by drinking a beer with you. Uh, I must note that uh, what is uh, very special about today's show is Aukia has brought her own alcohol to the table, would you believe? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we're going to get her well, to drink a beer. Yeah, she's like sexy land. She's the own owner of the night, the own yeah, sommelier. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, this is it. She's owned the podcast <laughs> yeah. as well yeah, She brings her own, her own drinks to the brewery. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't want to ask you have something else you're sad you say no oh, nobody we're, happy we're uh, we would try and accommodate you anyway but anyway <laughs> let's drink this beer that i brought to the table i've brought this uh, blue can here it's by siren craft beer it's called lumina it's a session ipa uh yeah let's just open it up and and crack it up crack next it open. to the mic <laughs> Okay, Victor. It's very control freak, Victor, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. He doesn't believe... As if I wouldn't crack it in front of the mic. Yeah, come on. I have, I have a feeling for sensation. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, just a little bit of background on Siren. They are a British craft, British craft brewery from Berkshire, which is about an hour outside of London. 
very well known. They've been going through it since 2013, my notes say. Do a lot of big flavours, IPA, Stouts, Hellas, uh, lots of collabs with international breweries. Siren gets their name from Greek mythology, which we've chatted about on the podcast uh, before. Yeah, yeah, they are the Victor, one. Who... Victor's a bit of a Greek mythology nerd, <laughs> we've found. So I... Well, I was just telling you that they are the one who lured uh, Ulysses in the Odysseus. Yeah. But exactly. he managed to escape at some point. Yeah. But they're the one who attract uh, seamen and uh, sailors and um, on their way somewhere. And they keep them on the island and kill them, I think, at the end or eat them. Sirens do. Or they keep them under the water or something. Like basically they trap them. Okay, they lure them in. That's what a siren is. Anyway, let's see if this beer lures uh, Alka into beer drinking. (laughs) It smells fantastic to be fair. Yeah, it smells smells really tropical, I think. Fruity. Yeah, it is fruity indeed. We would uh, expect that from an IPA. Um, it's you very, know that, very light in the mouthfeel. Like yeah, really definitely. A, like a fizzy, slight crisp. Yeah. yeah. I'm interested what you uh, think about it out here. Cause well, as I said, I'm not a, a beer drinker. Yeah. So and when I like something, then I also don't know if it's a compliment. Okay. You know what I mean? Because I'm not yeah. a beer drinker, yeah. then I think, oh, maybe it's... So unlike beer, that I like it, yeah, but I yeah. actually like it. But maybe that is a bad thing for the beer industry because then it's not so much like beer. It's, I think it's a good thing for the what we're in, the craft beer industry. Because yeah. that's what, I guess that's what kind of craft beer is trying to do, is trying to make interesting drinks for everyone. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a good thing if you like it. You know it. what, I like that it smells sweet, but it isn't sweet. Yeah. Definitely. So you get that. That's what hops do. So yeah. hops will give a big aroma. Well, it depends on the hops. Well, they'll give, they'll give a big aroma. This one's quite sweet, and then the the, the bitterness comes uh, from the. I really like the color of the beer. Yeah, <clears throat> it has indeed a light bulb color, like Fanta. Yeah. Ah, yeah, but Fanta is a bit more yellow. Huh? This has a hint of. Gray in it, uh, so it's hazy, like slight hazy, something. Hazy. Mm. So the one the one fact that I've got about this beer is the fact that it's uh, gluten free. Now, gluten free basically means that it is uh, made without. Yeah, gr- gluten is a, a protein that can be found in wheat, rye, or barley, and is a key ingredient when making beer. And basically, that's not in it. And yeah, this is, this doesn't doesn't say it on the can or anything. But this was kind of a beer that uh, we were t- speaking about at Oedipus because it's something that. Uh, is still a really, really good beer, but it's just not shouting that it's gluten-free because it must be quite difficult if you to... Well, when you're selling beer, if it was to say uh, gluten-free, a lot of people would say, oh, I don't want to drink it because it's not for me because I'm not mm. glu- I don't need gluten-free. So, yeah, the, the, yeah, I just put that in my notes that as there's more demand for gluten-free beers, craft beer is offering more and more interesting beers for people, so, which is a good thing. And about the artwork? Yeah, the artwork. <laughs> Go on then, Victor. No, okay. What do you... You are looking at it. First, I want to know if you made it. No, no, no. Okay, it's, well. a, it's a British uh, brewery. <laughs> then I can be... Uh, as critical uh, as you like. Uh, yeah. yeah. I... Um, um, at first, I've, I found it uh, not so beautiful. But the funny thing is, the longer I look at it, I actually want to say, oh, shit, I really hope Victor didn't make it because I don't like it that much. <laughs> but now I look at it, and I actually really like it because it's just so um, esoteric, but also a bit video game-like with all the solar systems and yeah. the 
uh, so it's a kind of a, a witchcraft crafted yeah, yeah. beer. Witchcrafted beer. <laughs> Thanks, Victor, that you got that uh, joke. That's yeah. pretty good. I found myself as well. <laughs> witchcraft. <laughs> oh, that took me a couple of seconds. Oh, you did yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm so sorry. Mm. Uh, <laughs> no, so I actually quite like it. I don't like it at first because I'm not, I'm not a massive fan of... Um, uh, yeah... Shit, how do you... It's radio as well. Of of the... Uh, actually, the lady. I'm just not a massive fan of, of the head of the lady with that hair. It's that anime in a, in a way a that anime, I think it's it? not good enough. It's not Japanese enough for me. But... Uh, uh, and I would maybe... I'm maybe going on a bit too long about it. But I actually... I actually like it. I hate like it. It's <laughs> the like same I've as the taste. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the taste. It's, the, uh, no, but it, it's interesting because it, indeed it's a mix of different styles. You have this sort of point uh, illustration that's a bit, uh, I would say, tattooish with the planets. Yeah, yeah that's exactly what I meant. Yeah, yeah. the tattooish that thing. Yeah. Then you have the uh, scientific uh, clean, and then you have the manga girl. Let's call it the manga girl. Uh, yeah, it's a bit mystical, I would say. It's a lot going on. Yeah. A bit like astrology. I get the esoteric yeah. thing. Like there's a bit of kind of astrology thing going on. You also on there. have this um, constellation on the bottom right, like sort of understanding. Basically, it's like the moment of realization of drinking, you know, it's like. <gasps> Do you know which one that is? I'm not sure. No, but it's, maybe it's. Is there a siren constellation? Um, in no, space? I, no, no, it's a big bear. And. Uh, uh, Above that is Cirrus, because you also got the star Cyrus. Mm. Okay, okay, okay. <gasps> so, you so do you think this can is a message to the extraterrestrial life? But that I would really like, but then what the girl is doing there? That, that, that's, then I find the girl too much information. Yeah, maybe the, yeah, the girl is too... Uh, is the girl Lumina? That could be the girl. Lumina yeah. would be like moment of like the, the flash of light that's awaken her... Uh, let's say, uh, yeah. her uh, conscience. Yeah. Yeah, it's, there's a lot of uh, things going on on that yeah. uh, label. Really? And this is something that you sell then as well? or you? Uh... Yeah, funny you should say that. We've actually, yeah, we've just started selling this in the tap room and also in our uh, our place in the East at the Bad House um, as a gluten-free alternative um, to a lot of the other beers. Yeah, we now sell this. So if you want to try it, go to the Bad House or the tap room. Let's focus the attention on uh, on you and Sexyland, if that's okay, Alkia. You've given us a little introduction, but where did the idea of Sexyland come from? And was there this clear philosophy from the start? Um, the, um, the idea came from uh, a couple of different directions. Mm -hmm. So before, 11 years ago now, we started Eddie the Eagle Museum, and that was... Um, we all graduated from art school and um, especially I did a lot of art schools. So at one point being this all the time in that con contrived situation yeah, of yeah. Uh, yeah, the womb and then you need to go and, you, and needing to go meant, uh, especially I did my last art school in England and nothing against England, but uh, the article there is very much about Saatchi is coming and uh, and all yeah. about how you... St. Martin's, was it, yeah, right? Yeah, Saint yeah, Martins, yeah. And uh, how you 
profile yourself properly. Yeah, or yeah, how you profile yourself makes yeah. sense. Yeah. And um, so me and uh, Arthur van Beek and Sito Nordhorn, we were just at that, at that time, at that moment. So it was a reaction on don't want to lick asses at, at gallery openings uh, to, to hopefully get a gallery, all these things or to fit into a certain thing. So already that thing that I was just explaining about it's excellent, uh, about how it is working, it's always just super fascinating that you think, whoa, wait, we're in this world and it works a specific way and you're so tempted to just follow that and sometimes it just really doesn't make sense, actually, if you just step back and think about it. So Eddie the Eagle was a, a, a counter-reaction on if we want to be in a museum, then we just create our own museum. Mm-hmm. But we don't want to be just a museum, we want to be a museum in honor of Eddie the Eagle Edwards, that's the <laughs> British ski jumper, okay. uh, who is basically a symbol for the art of trying, so that it doesn't really matter. And and with that, you also kind of take away a fear of failure because you can't fail because failure is almost an enigma in this whole thing. And uh, with that, we, we got pretty popular. So after all this popularity, we just found that we were pushed again into this normal stream of uh, how it goes, that we were asked everywhere to be the weird sidekick or the side program of this big museum or the big festival so that they could just do exactly what they always do, but they had us as a backup or yeah. like a, a, an excuse. Yeah. So then you uh, so, became the token uh, yeah, thing exactly. in that. And, so, yeah, so exactly. And, and Eddie the Eagle Museum never had any walls or opening hours or a fixed location, anything. We just always went everywhere. So after, I don't know, eight, nine years, that was we just completely inverted it. It also felt for us that we we might want something the complete opposite, that we do have balls and a space and uh but it's ours so not always just going to and and just spicing up other people's festivals or ideas yeah. we have our own idea and our own fixed solid space but then it to be like a tabula rasa where other people could do stuff in mm. that is one and the other one is that in amsterdam is just awful stuff at cafes or restaurants so it's just I, I don't think there's any city in the world, in my opinion, I think other people can prove me wrong, but where people are so rude <coughs> and they're so bored of what they're doing and they're just, uh, yeah, it's just so unfriendly when you come there. And it's right. not only about how they uh, serve, uh, it's, not, it's not about the beer, it's also like you just want to treat yourself. You can yeah. buy a beer at the supermarket and drink it at home. Yeah. So uh, it was just a nice... Uh, byproduct of that you could say if, if if you have every day a different owner then you just know it's every day 100% energy because for that person it is their day it's their yeah. day they want to just make everything work to just make it fantastic so the energy level yeah it, it, you, you never have uh, moody people it's excellent yeah for sure I can yeah. imagine it's like planning a birthday party uh, every day yeah. yeah I have a question about the name Sexyland yeah where does it come from and so this, the, the idea was older than that we started at the NDSM and then uh, it was part of the 1012 um, project in the in the red light district. Uh, that was a, a thing to get the horse out and the art in, like another yeah, another good thing from the gemeente or whatever. Uh, and um, we won that um, uh, with this plan, we, we won the um, pitch. And that was an old um, videotape called Sexyland. Um, and then in the end, stuff went wrong, terribly wrong, ugly, not going to mention it, but it didn't uh, go through. 
uh, and then this this thing at the NDSM came, the little wooden uh, shed, and we actually thought it was very good to keep it because the same as Eddie the Eagle, the juxtaposition between uh, this this terrible ski jumper and the allure of a museum is also, I think it works very well for Sexling because it's a, a, a name that is not comfortable for anyone. So in that sense, it, you never go already a little bit into the art world or a little bit into the a party world or the cooking world. It's just a bit odd for everyone that comes there. So it's neutral in a way. Right. Yeah, what, what I think is interesting, I think you said something really nice there where you said Eddie the Eagle is the symbol of uh, trying, basically. And I see that after doing some research on your work as a, a visual artist and looking at sexy, a sexy land, sexy world, sexy land. Not yet, not, not yet. yet, not yet. Uh, what you basically do is you try to give the power to other people to do uh, what they like. Why do you think it is so important to give other people the power? Why is that important to you? Um. I don't think it comes from something that I just decided in my room by myself. I think it's just very clearly if you have any, if you open any interaction you have in the street or just with anyone, you just see there's so much potential. And uh, I just feel I'm raised in a way that I feel I'm invincible and mm. uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty lucky to be raised in that way. And you just feel that not everyone has the same background or the same faith in themselves or all those things, but there is that potential in literally everyone. So it's just, it's not to be like a, some kind of Jesus helper for everyone. It's just really no. funny to see what comes out. It's the same as with the kids. It's just hilarious. If I'm drawing and I just let my kid draw, it's always better because there's just something in there. So I, so I make the vehicle and I use his drawing for my own benefit because I'm not that good. Yeah, I use it in the special. end as well. Yeah, definitely. And that's what I think in a roundabout way, that's what I was alluding to is that it's fun and exciting to see what, what comes out of that. Yeah. And that's what the, I think is interesting about sexy more land. of this beer. <laughs> nice. Good, yeah, yeah, nice. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> how do, you, do you think your role, how does your role differ between Sexyland and being an artist? I think I always have liked to have a double agenda and not in the in the in the bad way. Um but in um I was an artist, then Eddie the Eagle became also an art project, but I also really liked when we were having meetings to just make some little thing for myself as well. It's just a small thing that you have uh, as well. And then with Sexyland, even though you can consider Sexyland also as my artwork, I also still had a gallery and and someone waiting till I was making the work and also kind of an urge. So for me, it, they're two different things, but I really like that they're both uh, there. And I'm sometimes afraid to into interweave, intertwine, or, uh, yeah, intertwine, yeah, them too much. And at the same time, I think this time uh, I would like to do a bit more mm -hmm. to use Sexyland more. Uh, to make work within Sexyland. Okay, yeah, yeah, you should, yeah. Is there any highlights of parties uh, at Sexyland so far? Oh. You already listed so many from carrot chopping to Thai boxing, so <sighs> I'm excited to see what uh, one of your highlights was. I really liked the night from Joost van Bellen. He did... Uh, legend. Uh, yeah, he was a legend, uh, but he also did a... Uh, it's called Godsomora, or is that the film? But it's something like that. Andersom dag. So he, everything was backwards. 
And it started at 11 o'clock or 9 o'clock with all the lights on, beer cans on the floor. Mm-hmm. Everyone was sweaty. Uh, yeah. And then from that one point on, it just went backwards. So he started with the end and it was so well organized. And then there were new, the fucking newsreader from the real news yeah. was there doing a backwards news with football players no playing backwards, uh, um, rockets going uh, backwards, everything. Then there was uh, the Mona Lisa was erased by, no like, by the start. There were travestites who were dressed with the heads. They were they had the makeup that the head was <laughs> upside down and the feet was there. It's almost I, I can't even even you see me and yeah, you, yeah. you still can't grasp. It was an ungraspable night with so much effort. There was a whole VJ set from Gerald van der Kaart backwards. There was someone that the only person in Holland who could speak backwards, so you could also <laughs> say things to him, and then he would immediately say it back to you uh, backwards. And he did the Spice Girls backwards. Everything was fucking backwards. And then, and then you were working. You would get more and more drunk. And then at three or four o'clock at night, suddenly everyone was also uh, who part of it was like neat, and we were going to start it all. And there was a line. And it was right. like. It was, it was very, very well organized. It was an amazing night. Sounds bizarre. Wow. Yeah, it, sounds it was bizarre. It was bizarre. very good. Yeah. When yeah. was that? Uh, two years ago now. Oh, that's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it was very, very good. Cool. If you wouldn't mind, I'd like to talk about the new plans for Super Sexyland World. Uh, we've already dropped a couple of things, I think, already in the <laughs> yeah. podcast. So Spoiler here you go. Notes, we're yeah. we're going to talk <laughs> about it. Um, yeah, the Amsterdam for the Kunst. Um, have granted you quite a substantial amount for your new plans for Sexyland. I've picked out a quote that I uh, translated from the, the the article I found online that I thought was really, really nice. It says, an enthusiastic and ambitious plan in which unmistakable playfulness of the organization is unmistakably clear to the committee. I was like, wow, that's, that sounds really, really good. <laughs> yeah. uh, so congratulations. It, it is a big step, I'm sure. And how do you plan to develop... Sexyland into super Sexyland world. Uh, well, that, we do that by first going to Sexyland world. Okay, mm-hmm. and then we go to super Sexyland world. So, okay, so this phase so, two. Yeah, we we take it slow. Yeah. Um and um, yeah, it's funny what you say actually because it's exactly where I'm at at the moment in terms of. That, that quote, it says it all, that we come from such a playful, uh, do-it mentality and position, and it's seen, and it's it's granted, and there's an absolutely amazing feeling, and at the same time, to to grow and to do it better, you suddenly come into this adult world of where everyone is telling you how it's supposed to work, and uh, and it's not my, uh, it's not my favorite, but it's also, it's very interesting as well. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so what I said before was that... Um, the, the after the first year we did the best off with all these the, all these elements from opera to hip hop to voguing, um, yeah, it's just to everything. Yeah, uh, and um, and then that's when the idea came that uh, with Six Lent you sometimes miss a bit of Eddie the Eagle because there we always had it all together: bands, uh, street magicians from the Central Station, high-end artists, and they were all there. It was one night, everyone got off their faces, and then the next day it was just done. And in Six Lent, you, even though there are so many amazing programs, when you ask me, what's a day in Six Lent like? It's just a day. Mm-hmm. And at that night, we just saw in one day 
all these different elements and then we thought all right that's that's supposed to be mm-hmm. our next step so in this sexyland world and eventually super sexyland world we will give ownership not to individuals but to um parties so we found now um i think we're now at 17 uh, different um organizations in right. completely different fields and we all asked them to be part of this and they uh, and we created a new economic model in which uh, they um in solidarity live with each other so you you got places like skate cafe is part of it garage north pacific park club church nest pip the hague the performance bar rotterdam unfair uh, new radio station like a combination of red light radio and the pata sound system mm, a hairdresser <laughs> uh, uh, Stichting Andische, which is a 65-plus Iranian community, uh, a youth in prison, a guy that does with youth in prison boxing uh, uh, classes, wow. Steven de Paven that has a small museum with sticks that you can point out, Jan Hoek, who is having an insider-outsider museum. It's a museum that gives people with a... Um, uh, physical or mental uh, disability mm-hmm. uh, uh, the chance to not only be the outsider artist but to work together with insider artists because that's a chance they never get then we got art bar kippy which is uh all from our Rietveld peers that um it's an art bar where you can talk about ideas the way you're not saying you're lost you can just drink the kippenberger beer and, and yeah. talk about ideas we've got the Szechuan chinese together with order uh so that's going to be called order Szechuan. And uh, we got Kukru, that's the uh, from TNO, Maru and Terino. They started a Caribbean thing that they once tried in Struik, and it didn't really uh, work out the way they did. We got a small museum. We got many, many, many things. I'm impressed. Yeah, hey, this this is nuts. So I really do think it's congratulations, but because that sounds crazy, the fact that you can reel all that off and uh, just know it's there, it, it's really quite impressive. And I was just wondering one thing. Yeah, I, uh, I was not even done yet. Yeah. The, yeah. the best thing had to come. Because so, yeah. Sexyland also was called Societide Sexyland. Yeah. yeah, it's still. It's still, ah, and because now it will become the Sexyland world? Yeah, uh, but uh, so basically, yeah, it's, it's a very good question because it has been a, a dilemma for us as well. So what does it mean? Is this now Sexyland? Or is this Sexyland world and Sexyland society Sexyland is part of it? And in a way, it's both. So uh, the 31st of December, we uh, we got to go with, with from the old Sexyland at NDSM. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to take that whole shed and put it also in this new uh, place. Mm-hmm. So you ha- you literally have Societate Sexyland within Sexyland world as well. All right. So still there's also space for all the ideas of people that want uh, want to do it. And and what I want to say, the best thing about this one is that we got the um, Solosseum, the Peep Show Palace. To, have you seen the one in the Brakkegrond? Uh, I, I haven't just yet. I haven't seen but I was very impressed when I saw that yeah. uh, online and I really wanted to check it out. But yeah, that sounds amazing. Yeah, that's it also from the Barmer Winkle. It's, yeah. uh, it's an amazing theater and also gives us the possibility that when we open, we want to open in January. Yeah. That uh, even with Corona, that you we could also put a DJ in the middle and you can just dance by yourself in those cabins, yeah, which gives it a bit more uh, than we can actually have an event and we're, yeah, and we're yeah, legal. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. And that is, it gives you yeah something to be excited about as well. So that's when you plan to open, January, as soon as that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, with 
Yeah, it really gives you... So, sorry, just to backtrack. All these different makers that are involved, they're going to have like a fixed residency. So you talk about Skikfe, Garage North. Are they going to have their own locations? Or? Yeah, so in, in the in the Sexyland world, uh, Skikfe, Garage North, Pip, Pacific Park and uh, Performance Bar will all program now in the Peep Show Palace. So they will just mm. have one or two or three nights a month. Uh, that they will just take for the, and 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 together they got the share of that peep show palace because also uh, they still got the license here mm-hmm. so they will come as a their own venue in super excellent world okay but that still needs to be built uh, okay I get it. Yeah. I get it now I get it now so they're for the time being basically like guest curators if for want of a better term yeah, uh, yeah. And but, then... they, but not, not just guest curators because we do we have partner meetings all the time and they want to help to build also because we're going to have also the smallest sky bar in the world <laughs> and they're going <laughs> to build it for us so they're very involved because it's with all of us that we made this uh, economical model which is quite special in terms of they all have their own club we won't interfere with anything they want to do but with this model you got so it's still a kind of a society so people have to support us by becoming a member and mm-hmm. you buy a yearly membership we think for around 100 euro and then you can always go in for free mm-hmm. but the moment you're in you can go into everything mm-hmm. so if if you're uh, one of these venues you just do what you want to do and you don't have to think about an audience. You don't have to book like a, a hip DJs. You just if your garage in order, you only want to do hard electro. Then just only do hard electro because it's our job to find that there is just enough. As if if you come in, they you're like, woo, it's that and then and yeah. it's non-conformational. Is that what? Yeah, yeah, no. non-conformational. Yeah, 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 it is. Yeah. And I was also wondering, uh, do you get inspired by other uh, projects like this in the world or out? out there that is there a similar kind of approach like this because i'm thinking about for example uh in usually usually you have these fab labs or this makers community where there's people gathering let's say uh, means of productions to learn how to do uh, um, a 3d printing or uh, mechanics or uh, electronics you know this place are sort of run as a community is this something you aware of you 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 get inspired from or sexy land world is really let's say uh, bursting like that as a world well i would be the last one to say uh, that uh, inspiration is not everywhere so obviously you get inspired from many things i i don't think and also unconscious i don't think i got inspired from fab lab uh, because I think that is uh, that's all about the the basis there is creating something together, and here the basis that something together comes out by just creating exactly yours. So it's just more about the um, that, uh, that that you're very strong and it's very cheap to share loads of costs, and it's just really nice that uh, someone like Skate Cafe that is very popular and maybe in this place will have a space of 500 square meters, whilst next to it there is a, a, a Marshmallow Valley, which are people there, just two people, and they're very weird, and they make costumes and things, and they have maybe four square meter. They get the same amount of money. If you program, you get money, because they looked each other in the eye and they said, yeah, I believe that you are valuable. And in that sense, I find it really interesting to... Uh, um, become even in value and not just so the big fish helps the small fish but the small fish also helps the big fish because you do have a, a complete spectrum of things 
without actually make by not making something together very clearly not making something uh, together mm-hmm. um and and i think this is more based on when i was in tokyo you have the, you have more of these things that they're they're also less afraid of things together because a lot of people are like oh no you put all, all of this together but, uh, but what is in the rest of the city but there's just even though m- many people who are in our spot we have also other places elsewhere it doesn't really matter i think it's time that we think a bit more like a big city and uh, uh yeah in tokyo you got it everywhere it's just you go somewhere in and it's just everything you can bowling and then there are four bars with five menu cards and they don't care as long as you just eat and spend money and uh yeah i think it's quite nice <laughs> yeah it is it makes it very fast and confusing but that's kind of a playful side of it i guess yeah but i guess by crisscrossing all these different makers and uh curators you know you are really are do have a diverse program there and it sounds like you're trying to strive for something that's very there's like really good equality there you've got the right people from the right areas now, there is a bit of a shift in the Amsterdam nightlife, especially because everything is kind of closed. Um, and there's also a, like a big institution, like the school closed its doors. Do you think that Amsterdam cultural nightlife is under threat? Do you think uh, this super sexland world or sexland world, how do you think that features in that? Do you think it would fill the gap or uh, offer a new perspective on it? How do you think that plans to feature in the future? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm. I think now at this moment, I'm, I'm the. We're in the phase that we're a bit scared. Okay. So obviously, when you've asked me a month ago, I would say, yeah, I mean, we fill the gap. Yeah, we're gonna we're save gonna the it. nightlife, and now I just think, oh, maybe no one comes. You know, maybe this is whack, and it's all possible. So, so now I find it scary to say that we will save everything, but it is the same as what I said before with Eddie the Eagle. There's always a moment that you just step back. Think about what is actually happening, and think about what you would really like, mm-hmm. and then just cre- create that. So it's more something that I would like to go to. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, if people look like me, then it's yeah. going to be a huge success. <laughs> but, but would that be the ambition, though? You know, like if you said, if you would asked me a, a month ago, uh, I would have said yes, let's go and do it. Yeah. And I understand that now you're a bit like a bit worried because that's the going through the emotions. But would that be the ambition then to be like the the big hotspot let's say in Amsterdam oh yeah obviously because the the ambition really is to be a big hotspot because with this financial model the more people because it doesn't matter where you drink if you order a beer at the Szechuan and you're eating Chinese the money will go to everyone yeah and if you order uh, a beer at Skatekvay the money also will go to everyone so it's just one big pot even if you eat at the yeah. Chinese the money will go to everyone it's such yeah. a bizarre model that uh the only thing that would help it, if there are many people, you see it grow exponentially, that if there's a lot of people, because it's for everyone important that it's just packed and people want to be there, mm-hmm. then then everyone has a good pie uh, or slice of the cake, or how yeah. do you say it? Yeah. And um, so, yeah, it's very important that it's going to be a, ho- a hotspot, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. can imagine. It is. It is. Sounds like a really, really good creative uh, plan, and and you're really deep into the process. And it's <laughs> yeah, maybe so. maybe <laughs> yeah. it's a little bit too much. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, yeah, I also, I also don't want to hammer you with these questions, but you're also so passionate about it. So no, I really I mean, see this. I, will, I am like uh, good, good, good. <laughs> yeah, to, no, uh, I should maybe just sit down. And relax. No, it's, it, yeah, chill, chill. <laughs> I was standing. But I do have another question, so I'm going to keep the questions coming. But it is quite a scale up from what Sexyland is now. Yeah. And 
the brief talks a bit about pro professionalizing. Mm -hmm. Are you concerned a little bit about that and losing like touch with the sexy land philosophy a little bit? Are there concerns about that? Uh, yeah, they were definitely they, they were definitely concerned. It's just funny how it goes because it's with two years in this process, two years of talking with the gemeente, this money, it's professional. You gotta it's also in in this small space, you just get away with a lot. We did things at Sexland. Yeah, it's just really not allowed. And I just always thought, but it's an art project. I'd rather be closed because something is not allowed. It was some, I'm just like suddenly the horeca manager that mm -hmm. finds it the most important. I don't care. It's all about the legacy. And now it's just becoming so big. So you're just also, you don't get away with things that we, that we did before. So in that sense, it is a shame, it is a pity, but... Then again, Corona in a way also changed it for the good because I also think times are so weird. And now we also in this temporary space, we don't know how long we can be there. So it's also it would be useless to make enormous investment. So it's all becoming a little bit more, uh, what is the, what's the word for that? Like uh, a bit more On spontaneous. Yeah, yeah, spontaneous. Yeah, there is excellent expression. There's yeah. an English expression. Houtje, touchje. No. <laughs> But um, and and that makes it again. Go with the flow, maybe I don't know. Go with the flow, no. no. It, I'll, I'll get to it. Flexible. No, also not. Mm. It's a pick and pick and pick and mix. Pick and mix. P yeah. What do you say? Oh, you say pick that, and that, mix. It's really. Uh, it is the English expression for how you doubt you. Plug and play. Plug and play. Yeah. That's plug and play. One. Yeah. 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 Um. He's from Manchester, <laughs> Jeffield. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so so that makes it better because it's just more uh, people just realize, oh yeah, we don't have all the money we needed, we don't have all, we don't know how much time we have, so it, it gets a bit more relaxed. Mm -hmm. And I think everyone that goes through a process of of an amazing idea and all this enthusiasm, and then for two years just working on it and we got a lot of defeats and then it's going back up that at one point yeah it's just doing obviously it's not the best now you just want to make it happen mm -hmm. yeah for sure and it's not the best stage yeah yeah it's not the best yeah it's it, it just for everyone let's yeah. be honest but can't yeah. be fun always yeah of course yeah are you cons is there any struggles that you're having setting up in in this current time you know because of the covid is that a, a problem for setting up your new venture are you worried about that uh, well, we're worried in t in terms of this money uh, thing. That first, yeah. we want to have a club in it, and um, now you just think, yeah, are we gonna spend a lot of money for a club which is soundproof? Whilst you don't know if people can actually be in a small space together, sure. And and with all this routing, and uh, maybe you have to work with shift, so you all you have to downplay everything while you want to think big, basically. And uh, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I think. I think best of luck with the plans for Super Six Land World. I think it's, I think it's a so really, much, really yeah. fantastic plan. And it was really great to hear about it. Uh, would you become a member? And you, I, Victor? I would oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm sold. sold me, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely sold. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, one question also. Will it, do you have a location or it's still being uh, discussed? No. Uh, um, we're opening January on the Papaverweg uh, 25. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, not 25, that's my studio, <laughs> 30. Um, <laughs> yeah. Next door. Yeah, opposite. So okay. it's this, uh, if you have the club roads, mm -hmm. um, and then opposite next to the garages in this pointy 
I speak so much with my hands, eh? It's just, yeah. <laughs> You're not made for uh, podcasts. <laughs> it's uh, pointy. Yeah, pointy. It's pointy. Yeah. If you were, basically, if I'm correct, you could uh, go for a drink at Rick's new place, the yeah. Taverna yeah. Willy Baker. Yeah. You could also Swim have one at De Coyville uh, as well. Yeah. Keep going down and, and then it'd be there yeah. as well. Yeah, and then exactly. you could maybe cycle around NDSM yeah. and go back, come see us in the yeah. way. Um. But oh yeah, I did. Have, I did have one more question because it, go ahead, Lance. It, yeah, <laughs> I'll have one more question and then we'll do the quiz. But it is it is still in your Amsterdam roots, and you've kind of yeah. Maybe it's a double question. I was wondering how you picked all these different curators or or people to be involved with you, uh, because you're trying to gain ultimate cultural diversity let's say and amsterdam north especially is a very working class area with a mix of different cultures how do you maintain this cultural diversity did you handpick the different areas to try and make sure it was fully diverse just if you could talk me through that a little bit that'd be good yeah no it's it's, it's, a, it's a very good question because it's uh, it's almost the same as in the first year of sexland then we were more in control so we didn't get as much People that wanted to be, no one wanted to be at sex. And so we really had the chance to think about it. And then the moment someone says yes, it changed everything. Because uh, if one hipster says yes, you don't want to ask another hipster. You want to have the the contrary. So yeah. with this as well, there is, was we wanted to start with a few people that we really knew business-wise also to start this model. Because it's scary. And uh, end of the day, all these clubs... Oh, I've got so much more to tell you, boys. Like, really. But um, everyone, in the end, is on a very short contract because um, these people were very important for us because we know them, to look them in the eyes and to think, can we do this? And they're just so very... To trust them, basically. To trust, yeah. yeah. It's a good of trust. And also, they are all very pioneering in their ways of thinking because it is quite something as it, when you are... Um, what is it? Undernamer. Undernamer? Uh, entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. Yeah, you just want to... When you do something, you want to get something back. And that's how we work. You know, okay. you just want revenue. Mm-hmm. And and with this, it's just not a one-on-one revenue. It's very difficult to to find out if this model even works because it's all very new. So with this one, I think there are quite a lot of people that we know very well. And then we look at it and we thought, okay, we want to represent more old people, but not too much, or more of the North. And in the North, um, we have some people that are youth workers in the north that we know very well from the beginning of Sexland. So our network is enormous because of Sexland as well. It's right. not only our friends. You could really say, yo, Rick, mm. not your Rick, but other Rick. Uh, Rick. That was great what you did with handball there with yeah. uh, uh, these people. Could you come again? And, and so everyone is quite enthusiastic because it's a rent-free space. Yeah. Uh, so it's more... And, and now we had the last meeting. I thought, oh, yeah, there are quite a lot of boys so maybe we just need more girls in it as well. So we always, for us, it's the most important thing that no one should be utterly comfortable. It should never be a, a homogenic um, yeah. crowd there, not yeah. for the people who give and not for the people who take. Yeah. And and that's also, we're just finding it out. But we always squeeze every, if there's now a new nice group of four girls, we just squeeze them in somewhere. Fuck it, we don't pay rent. And that's a nice bit of how we work that you can just adjust till the last, last moment. Yeah, for sure. I think that's, yeah, it seems like Sexyland is the perfect foundation for what your future plans are. Because that would be a little bit of the risk, you know, if you... Yeah. Because you, you named a lot of people that are involved and they have their own little community, right? Yeah, exactly. And then if you just have them involved, then again, it becomes a bit too much of an in-crowd. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think it's. I think it sounds. Uh, but it's. All, I think really also because the of of all the sixteen people I I mentioned, you know five, mm-hmm. and that sounds as a particular group, but those other eleven are very very different. Yeah, yeah. So, exactly. but you only don't know them. That's why maybe they don't hang in your head still. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Of course. All right. So when can when can I come? When can I sign up for membership? Hope January, but Hope it's, January. Uh, I, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> but maybe half January. I think yeah. it's good to open in winter, because it's in indoors. Yeah. I have one more question. Hey, look, I'm here for you. Yeah. Uh, no, but like when I now I know a bit more about Sexyland and also the thought process. Uh, I I know it knew it a bit, but definitely not enough. <laughs> And I made me think about the notion of utopia mm-hmm. uh, in the project of this creating then an ideal place which also could uh, mix uh, all these people and uh, that does not exist, but could it? So I was wondering if this is something you thought about, utopia, when you started pushing this idea? Of course. I, I seriously, I think about utopia every day because otherwise you don't come up with these ridiculous uh, plans. We, of course, have in our head it is gonna be utopian and also i'm I'm not 20 anymore i just want to do something that i just go there and i think oh this is fantastic and i have the idea that uh the 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 troubled kids are going to be with my really hot girlfriends and they're gonna make babies i just believe in all these things i mean it that is just, and you need to have this fantasy to in order to uh it needs to be utopic otherwise it becomes business and then it's a very bad business plan that, yeah, it's just maybe not working. So yeah, I'm really good. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I I think those are the kind of places that I would buy into because you can already you can see the personality of it rather than something that's commercial. You yeah. can see that someone's just thought, "Fuck it, this is a good idea." Yeah, like, like, and you can see <laughs> that I, I want to it. make it nice for myself. Yeah, yeah. And 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 that's basically almost the best. If you just want to make it nice for yourself, then you just know. That it will also be nice for you. It's just not uh, It's not contrived for no one. We exactly. just want to have it good. End of the day, it's just a fucking life, you know? We'll yeah, yeah. just die. Yeah. yeah. And, and either way, at the end of the night, whether the pers- people are going home saying, fuck yeah, that was amazing, or fuck yeah, that was bizarre. Yeah, still oh, the got, boat, boat, is, boat great. is great, right? Yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah, that was boring, or uh, hipster, all those things that we find really shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, yeah. whether it was great, or whether it was like, I don't know what happened, <laughs> yeah, is, that, is good. Yeah, that's both amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'd yeah. be very happy with that. All right, I'm, I'm just... A little, little bit concerned about time. I think we okay. could talk for we could talk for ages, but I just want to say yeah, yeah. thank you for answering the questions because uh, one thing it was really good. Sorry. Yeah. Ooh, Victor. He's, he keeps piping in. One more thing. We could do a radio Oedipus at Sexy Lounge. If you would have us, yeah. I'm that. just yeah, saying. <laughs> it's just difficult a bit with the selection. We don't... Uh, no, I mean... Uh, not going, many people could come... Uh, no, I'm joking. Of coming, course you can do it. Coming, <laughs> there, coming there as a sort of... I mean, sorry, Danny, yes. I'm talking... Sorry, yeah, come you. No, no, no. Let's she go. was a bit like, yeah, sorry, it's too much of an in-crowd. Uh, you, you can't <laughs> yeah, come. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, I think it would be very nice. Before we do the quiz, last week I spoke with Colleen Rakowski, who works for Cantillon. She was happy to share what beer she has recently had in her fridge. Cantillon are a traditional Lambic brewery from Belgium, very highly regarded in the beer world. The conversation was recorded over Zoom. There was a slight bit of noise in the background of the recording, which I hope isn't too distracting. However, Colleen had some great beers to talk about, and that's what really matters. Anyway, here it is. Colleen Rakowski, thanks for joining me. How are you? I'm good. How are you? 
I'm very good, thank you. So you work for Cantillon, a yes. traditional Lambic brewery, but you can hear from your accent that you're from Pennsylvania, or at least from America. Yes. How did you end up being at uh, Cantillon? So um, I worked for four years at a brewery called uh, Free Will in Pennsylvania, actually in my hometown. At the time, I wasn't interested in beer, but I sort of snowballed into working social media for them and moving on from there. And then I did an internship with Contillon in the fall of 2017. From there, I, you know, through a lot of paperwork and a lot of bureaucracy, I was able to to get a job in Vancouver over here in uh, October 2018. So it's been about two years now since I've been here. So yeah, definitely a far cry from America, a little bit, little bit ways away. <laughs> <laughs> nice. How's your French? Uh, good. I speak French most of the time uh, during the day. So my Dutch nice. is, is, I'm working on my Dutch, but my French is pretty good. So. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, it's maybe a bit trickier, the Dutch, at least I find it anyway. I'm guessing that because you're working with one of the most legendary Belgian breweries out there, you're going to have some exciting things to talk about in your fridge. Yeah, I do. I hope so, at least. <laughs> okay, cool. So what was the most recent beer that you drank? Uh, actually, the most recent beer I drank with a friend last weekend, I drank uh, St. Lampinus from uh, Contillon, which is uh, made with, um, it's Lambic that we age on top of Merlot grapes. And it's just really beautiful. And the Merlot grapes were really showcased so beautifully in that beer. And I was, it's one of my favorites that I, I can drink fairly regularly. I like to go back to that beer a lot because it's just so beautiful. And what was a beer that recently impressed you? I think that one, I was I was kind of not really expecting it. Uh, but I also had an IPA last night, an American IPA. Right. Um, I forget which brewer it was from, but uh, I was actually really impressed. I don't know what, essentially just an American IPA. That's very all-encompassing. But I was pretty impressed because it's, yeah, yeah. it's not often over here you find like really good dry IPAs. I feel a lot of times that they're, you know, a little bit too much one way. And I was, I was, I was quite impressed by that, celebrating the last night of the bars here. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I can imagine. I think it's actually strange that maybe a fresh IPA might be refreshing to you being around all the Lambic beers all the time. Yeah. Whereas the other way around, a Lambic beer is often a treat for, for me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I always enjoy um, drinking Lambics. Uh, and, you know, we had shared quite a, a few different types and different styles of beer. We actually had a Saison Dupont, which I haven't had in a while. And uh, that's another beer that just... It's so classic and so beautiful, and I'm always impressed whenever I drink that one as well. Yeah. But um, yeah, IPAs are sort of a little bit refreshing for me because I don't drink them a lot. So. Yeah, the Saison de Pont never disappoints, really. And is there a beer that maybe you always go back to? You know, I get a lot of uh, De La Seine at the brewery just because we're very good friends with them and they're in Brussels. Um, so I always, they're very good. They're, you know, they're classic Terrace Bull, but I really like drinking that pretty often. Um, but as far as when I can get my hands on it, um, it's a silly thing, but I like to drink Blue Moon from home whenever I can get it. Ah, nice. Uh, because you can't get it here in, in Belgium. So when somebody goes to the military base, they'll get me some. Oh, right. And uh, that's, that's something that I really enjoy just because it's very nostalgic for me kind of when I was younger younger but like when i was in my early 20s drinking that with you know friends that was like our fancy beer which is funny now but for me that's kind of it's very nostalgic it kind of takes me home a little bit nice yeah and that's often a pleasant feeling when a drink can do that that's great all right well thanks and thanks for talking about your fridge that was great absolutely thank you for having me a special thanks to Colleen. You can pick up a bottle of Cantillon at most good beer shops and they never disappoint, so check them out if you can. Remember, you can get in contact with me via the address radio at Oedipus.com. Right, here is the quiz without Kudeka.
All right, cool. Uh, let's do the last part of the podcast. Let's do the quiz. Okay, cool. So, okay, I've not really told you much about this quiz. So basically how it works is I have written a quiz slightly themed around the topic of today's show or, or around the guest. Today's theme of the quiz is basically it's a higher or lower. I really wanted to do a <laughs> stick or twist quiz, but oh, I was wondering how I could do that based on one of your past uh, yeah, pieces of art. But anyway, I've gone for higher or lower. Yeah. So basically because Nervous. you're not... Because, I swear. I don't know why. I like to make the guests sweat a little bit. <laughs> So, okay, this is, uh, it's also themed about art museums. So basically, you have to say higher or lower, based on the entrance price of some of these top museums from around the world, you have to decide whether the entrance price is higher or if it's lower, okay? Yeah. Okay, well, we got, I've got to give you a starting <coughs> point. So we'll start with uh, the Stadelijk in Amsterdam. That's €18.50 entrance. So do you think the Museum del Prado in Madrid is higher or lower than eighteen fifty? Lower. Correct. Correct. Victor is my assistant in this. He's going to keep score. <laughs> okay. Uh, the Kunstmuseum Den Haag. Is that higher or lower than Prado? Prado was 15. Is And you don't say how much Prado is. Prado was 15. Oh, 15, 15, 15. euros. 15 euros. Um, the, uh, the Gem, you mean? The Gemeentelijk Museum? The, 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 uh, um, the, the, the Kunstmuseum in The Hague. The, yeah, the, yeah. Um, lower. Incorrect. That's oh, higher. That's 16 euros. Okay. Just one euro is more. Okay, the Louvre in Paris, is that higher or lower than 16 euros? Higher. Correct, that's right. higher. Uh, the Guggenheim in Bilbao, is that higher or lower than 17 euros? Higher. Incorrect. That is lower. <laughs> that is lower. That's 13 euros. Okay, question number five. The Krola Muller, which is in the Veluwe in the Netherlands. Is that higher or lower than 13 euros? It's difficult because I all the time think there's a trick in it, but it's not. It's not. It's so just, far has not been any... It's a 50-50 answer every yeah, time. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um, I would say higher. No, unfortunately, Fuck. that's lower. Oh, yeah, I lost. 10, <laughs> 10 euros, 15. Bullshit quiz. You can see that there's varying results here. So, yeah. Okay, here we go. Question number six. The Tate Modern in London, is that higher, higher. or lower than ninety than uh, 10? Yeah, higher. That's lower. It's free. Most of their exhibitions are that's free. That's not true. It's not true. Most... For any real exhibition, you've got to pay a big amount. You've got to only go through into the hallway and okay. uh, into the shop. Come on. Well, Victor, do we do? Victor, he's the, he's the, the judge I'm on this. I'm the referee. Yeah, yeah. okay. There's sometimes there are some mistakes in my quiz. Yeah. And then the, my, my co-host always decides. Yeah, but they decides. pretend. But no, but I can understand your mistake. <laughs> because they pretend it's, it's free. But every exhibition you really would like to see like is... Like the guest music, the guest exhibition. Yeah, the guest exhibition yeah. or anything. Uh, and even if they sometimes in the hallway have something, it's really you can only go there low yeah. in the parking lot yeah, yeah, yeah. and like one floor and then you can't enter the rest. It's, it's And Shit, also yeah. a good friend of mine worked there. Yeah. <laughs> I see Victor already. Yeah, I, I I'm see a, him I'm raising. A, I love this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm raising. Game. Come on. <laughs> okay, half a point back. Yeah. Okay, so you made half your a case. point. What half? do you mean half a point? It's well, every time a point, right? Yeah. Yeah, come on. Okay, okay. What I've got written down, though, if we're playing by the rules, I've got written down it's lower, and uh, we don't actually know the higher price. So, okay, let's say it was free, okay? so No, high... let's say it was higher, okay. and I got a whole point. 
Okay. And now okay. you've got to just think but about how, how much do you think it is? So it'll be what, like 50? We've got to now make up the. I think you're messing it's, up the whole seriously, quiz. Sorry. <laughs> I think it's like um, 19 pounds. It's extremely expensive. 19 pounds. And yeah. that's, that is. 20 euros. 20, 20 euros. Okay, let's say 20, 20 euros. Yeah. Okay. And a whole point. Victor, you got that? No half. Yeah, I'm putting it here. Okay. I told you competitive. Right. I'll I'll you've, time. you've really taken control of this quiz. Here we Sorry. go. No, no, no. It's great. Um, uh, so the the Arken Museum in Copenhagen, is that higher or lower than 20 euros? Lower. Yes, it's lower. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's lower. <laughs> That's 17.50. Well done. <laughs> it's amazing. Woo. Okay, all right. Uh, and then question number eight, the Rijksmuseum. Is that higher or lower than 17.50? Lower. No, Rijksmuseum oh, really? is 20 euros. Really? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, expensive, oh. yeah. The most expensive museum in the world, apparently. Really? Yeah. Oh, good. Have you, do you have another one? <laughs> no. no oh, shit. <laughs> I have two more questions, but uh, obviously... the ne- Cheers, Victor. Obviously, the next one's going to be lower. <laughs> yeah. Give me the point. Come okay. on. Question number Victor, nine. Write down. The ham- the, Victor, the, the question he's not writing. Number, question number nine. The Bahnhof in Berlin. Is that higher or lower than the most expensive uh, museum in the world? <laughs> lower. <laughs> Correct. Yes. <laughs> Jesus, Victor. Thank you, Victor. No, I uh, love him for that. Yeah. Okay. And the final question: the uh, how much was it? Fourteen euros. 14, okay. You know they're pretty liberal in Berlin with the low prices. Uh, question number ten: the Smack M the S M A K in Ghent in Belgium is that higher or lower than fourteen euros? Hmm. I cannot tell you anything. Come on, Victor. <laughs> I feel it's higher, so that's why I'm going to say lower. Because so far I've been wrong. Well, whatever logic you've just applied, you've nailed it. That's correct. Yes. You, get, you, you <laughs> guess correct. All right. So that brings us to the end of the quiz. How did Alki do, Victor? Well, she did uh, very well. Six <laughs> on ten. Six <clears> out of ten. <throat> well done. You are in good company. Let's think if you... Actually, I helped you twice. Actually, essentially, again, because the Reichs, no, twice the Rijksmuseum was that's one once. Ah, okay, and well, that was that was completely false information <laughs> for me, but I thought it was fun. Yeah, well, I just want to say we've come to the end, but uh, a special thanks for chatting to us. I think you're a very unique person. You brought your own wine and you totally rewrote the quiz. <laughs> and I really like your passion and the way you talk about things. So it was a real pleasure chatting to you. So thank you thank very you. much, and uh, see you soon, guys. Thank you. Bye bye. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Radio Oedipus. A special thanks to Aukia and also to Victor. Online, you can find plenty of information about Aukia and also Sexyland. Head over to Aukia's website to view some of her own work, which is aukiadeca.nl, and see what's happening at Sexyland by searching sexyland.amsterdam. You can also find all episodes of the podcast on our website, which is oedipus.com forward slash radio, and by searching Radio Oedipus on your podcast app. If you use Spotify or Apple Podcasts, make sure you like and subscribe to keep up to date. The music on today's show is written and composed by the one and only Ola I Music, and tune in next time for more explorations into the culture of beer. <laughs>